1: or be nowhere the savage nation podcast catch the michael savage podcast on all podcast platforms every tuesday and every friday this is good Good morning liberty
0: Well, what is up, all of our liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty. My name is Nate Thurston, and across from me is Mr. Charles Chuck Thompson. How's it going today, Chuck? He does exist, folks. He's here. I'm I'm here. He's at the table. I could throw something at him right now if I wanted to. I missed him.
2: It doesn't matter. You caught me on the. Okay, on the I got you a little there. Bit. Okay, just as, yeah, I'm here. He's here. That's that's how I'm doing. I'm here. How's the house? It's, you know, full of boxes, but it's getting there. Somehow, my wife and I
0: started the conversation about selling our house last night. Like, officially, we were looking at houses. Yeah. It's a terrible idea. It's You know, there's this tricky thing with houses because you want to sell at the top of the market, but you don't want to buy at the top of the market. So right now, with our house and our crappy neighborhood that we're in, we're like, how the heck are people paying this much in this neighborhood? We need to sell this thing. But the problem is... You got to buy another one. Well, you can rent for a year or two. I know rent is crazy right now. Seems like you're really throwing money away. Mm. I don't know. I'll have to do the math on it. I'll get a spreadsheet out and try to figure that out sometime. Hey, this is Good Morning Liberty, where we talk about uh, houses and whether or not Charlie's having a good day. How many customer service representatives he has accosted today? Just one. That I've heard, <laughs> and so we're having a good day so far. I'm just going to keep giving them crap for it. Yeah. Um, you know who's having a more confusing day is uh, Elon Musk and Twitter. It's a good day for some, bad day for some. I bet there's a lot of really upset people and some people laughing. That's probably Elon Musk is laughing right now because he's terminating the deal, allegedly. Mm. I think that's actually happening. So what do you think? Is that You had a theory about what, what was going on here, Charlie.
2: Well, I think he, obviously with Twitter suing him, I think he knows that he's going to get the information he was looking for because in court, they're going to have to prove their users. Yeah. You know, for sure, he's going to subpoena their users and be able to analyze their data that way. They won't be able to keep it a secret. They'll be court ordered to release the data behind their users and they'll actually see a percentage of what the bots are.
0: Do you think this is all just a giant plan to just try and take down Twitter? Do you think he ever actually wanted to get Twitter?
2: You know, I don't know. I, I, I do think he actually wants to buy Twitter. Yeah, I do think that. It's a cheaper price, maybe. Maybe, maybe a cheaper price. I, he's always eight steps ahead of where you think he's at. So mm-hmm. this could be all just a big ploy to get short sellers piling into Tesla <laughs> before all the gig, before all the gigafactories explode.
0: Although Tesla's down like 6% today, I thought it would end up being up because of this whole news. But right now, because there's another story going around that part of his plan was not to buy Twitter, but was to present a reason to have to sell Tesla shares so he could finance the Twitter deal. And he didn't want to just go sell all of his Tesla shares without a reason, because people would assume the reason was that he thought the stock was going to go down Mm -hmm. and that this whole thing was just to create a way for him to be able to sell shares. And that's making enough rounds that you know Tesla's down 6% today. Also, some COVID lockdowns potentially fresh in China looming uh, for them. They're just going to have never-ending COVID lockdowns over there. So, doesn't exist here. No. No, we don't have COVID. Mm-mm. We don't have COVID over here. Okay, so let's get into that. That's just a little bit of ideas on the Musk thing. I also think he could just be trying to tank the company itself uh, by delegitimizing them, taking them through court. Knocking the stock price down to like eight bucks a share, you know, just destroying everyone who's invested in it, and uh, that could be another evil plan of his. While while this is all taking place, we'll see, we'll see. I'm excited for it though. I'm excited to see what's going to happen. I'm a little disappointed that some of the people who've been knocked off aren't going to come back on, you know, as soon as we thought they might. But uh, we'll see. Let's get into this first story right here, uh, Charles. If you want to do this one about California's new. Amazing plan to fix healthcare for millions of people. Because mm. if you're going to look to someone to fix anything to make things cheaper, streamline stuff, it'd be California. California, who's, yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I was thinking. They're the
2: beacon mm-hmm. of freedom and cheapness. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, this is from MSN, the main article here. Uh, but I, wanna, I like this headline better, I think. Uh, California to manufacture its own insulin supply, Lord Newsom says. What a good Lord. All right. Quote, nothing epitomizes market failures more than the cost of insulin, the governor said in a video posted on Twitter. Many Americans experience out-of-pocket costs anywhere from $300 to $500 per month for this life-saving drug. Now let's talk about that very first thing. Nothing, Nothing a- epitomizes market
0: failures. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Listen, y'all, we only get one mind. And it's a terrible thing to waste. I've never really thought about it this way, but it's probably something you should take care of. Don't you think so? I think you should. I don't know if y'all have thought about that before, but we only get this one brain as far as we know. And just like if you only had one car for the rest of your life, you probably want to do a little bit of maintenance on it. Maybe you want to learn new stuff, Maybe find different ways to, to de-stress. Working out, that's something I heard about one time. You, there's also BetterHelp Online Therapy.
2: And look, I use online therapy from BetterHelp, and it has changed my life. This company, you use
0: BetterHelp? I use BetterHelp. How long would you say you've been using it?
2: For a little over a year now, nice. I've been part of BetterHelp. My therapist is a great, great therapist. He listens to my problems, my woes, my highs and my lows, and he is uh, he's excellent. I love talking to him. I can set up a video call, a phone call, or I can even text him when I'm feeling certain things, and he gets right back to me. And
0: by the way, it's much more affordable than in-person therapy. Trust me, I have done both of them, and BetterHelp is much more affordable, and you can even be matched with a therapist in under forty eight
2: hours. Sign up. You get ten percent off your first month at betterhelp.com slash GML for Good Morning Liberty. GML. That's betterhelp H E L P dot com slash G M L.
0: This is a free market failure right now. Uh now I'm I'm joking with that. Right.
2: <laughs> Just in case yeah. no one knows that. Now there is a part but of this let's but let's assume it is a market failure. Okay. 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 That I'm always reminded by what Milton Friedman said about market failures. Okay, so let's assume this is a market failure, even though it's not. Let's assume it is. Milton Friedman said that if if a government takes over a market failure, all you're doing is transferring a market failure to a government failure.
1: It's mm-hmm. a failure
2: for a reason. It doesn't mean that the government can fix it. And we, th- I, I hate this, that we always look to the government as these like, lords and saviors it's disgusting that picture looks like he's part of the boys
0: he uh, that's true he He does look like homelander right there you're right
2: yeah older version of homelander (laughs) skinnier a little bit skinnier Mm. but just how's that just older looks like he eats human meat (laughs) does anyone here watch the
0: boys it's a pretty weird show but i do find it interesting
2: yeah it's it's crazy um but also, yeah, what you, the real truth is that it's actually not a market failure.
0: You yeah, the, uh, so they say market failure. Now, there's one part. What they confuse confused with a market failure is the fact that some of the companies are guilty, I guess, of creating the system where you're limiting competition. And so when the companies can use the government to limit their competition, then they call that a free market still because it's being done by a corporation. Like those are the people mm-hmm. that are... If a corporation wants to keep competitors out and they use the government to do it, that's a free market problem. <laughs> exactly. Now, with the confusing part here is that the way that they do that, one way that they do that is with the patent system. Uh, now, there are some generic insulins coming out there now. The first one was actually approved. Generic insulin, synthetic insulin, was approved by the FDA in 2021. And so there is... I think there are at least two out there, and they are cheaper than the than the brand names and allegedly are the exact same thing. But what they've been doing is using the patent system and to hold other people out. They change just a little thing, just one little thing in there, and then they get another 20-year extension on their patent. And that's a tricky conversation. Mm. It is a tricky conversation.
2: And, you know, not only that, but then they use the- – to be able to produce new drugs, there's all kinds of other red tape they have to jump through. And so it's like, okay, well, how do you balance how much risk you're going to take in you know, developing new things? Maybe the FDA is not going to approve it. Approve it. It's going to take 10 years and like $2 billion. Well, that $2 billion has to come from somewhere. Mm-hmm. And so when you start looking in the mess of what pharmaceuticals actually are, you're like, okay, now, do I do I think people deserve... To pay $500 a month for their insulin. Well, no. It's not like I, I'm not trying to hold people with diabetes back. I, I don't want them to pay that much money. I think that if it were a true free market, insulin would be darn near free. Mm-hmm. If it were a truly free market. Without us would,
0: getting into a really con, really difficult patent conversation right now. Yeah. Because there are questions about that. Mm-hmm. I do but, think it's a heavily abused well, system.
2: Insulin in and of itself. Okay wasn't in, basically invented in the 1922 30s? 20s yep. so i don't believe a patent would be around for that guy
0: no there but, isn't a patent on that you can make the previous versions of insulin uh, you can make that original version but the problem is it's not as good as the one that eli Lilly is cranking out and that's the one you have a right to
2: mm, not the other one gotcha <laughs> So and the devices that administer of course them. all yes, the pens and everything yep. yeah same thing with epinephrine, it's, you know, the EpiPens. That's what makes them so expensive. But these people do need this thing. And so it's not like it's more. What does Jordan Peterson call this? It's like you can't look at it as one thing and be like, well, this is a one thing issue. It's a multivariate. It's a multivariate. Problem. Yeah. There's so many layers to this problem. And if you can just deem something a market failure and just be like, well, I'm going to fix it for you. Vote for me. Then that's what they do. Now, how is California going to do this, might you ask? Well, let me tell you. With a budget of $100 million, with a budget of $100 million, now where does that $100 million come from, you might ask? Well, the Cal- California just has it. That's just
0: investors... And people freely pouring in, buying stock in California, giving them money so they can do R&D and create their facilities, and they're going to look for a nice healthy return on that money, and it's all just going to be done freely, voluntarily, in a nice profit-driven system so those mm-hmm. people can get that money returned back to them. And they're going to do that magically and then give everyone like $25 insulin yeah. afterwards. Yeah.
2: No, that mon- the $100 million comes from the taxpayers. So it's like you're subsidizing this. Okay. California plans to quote contract and make our own insulin at a cheaper price, close to at cost and make it available to all. Now they're contracting with their buddies. They're going to get this hundred million dollars and they're going to develop insulin and then sell it for $25. It's unclear exactly how inexpensive California's insulin will be or when the low cost drugs will be available. Insulin in the U.S. costs around $100 per unit on average. Way more expensive than Botox. You know, I've learned Botox is only like 12 bucks a unit. Very comparable items Mm -hmm. right there, yeah. That's nearly four times the price in Chile, which has the second highest prices among the 34 countries analyzed by the nonprofit Rand Corporation at less than $25 per unit. By the way, this is how crazy the FDA is, right? Now, I bring... Obviously, Botox is not comparable, but Mm -hmm. things are very similar in the fact that in Botox, there's same product, same drug. There's two production lines. One cost about $4 to $5 a unit and the other one $12 to $14 a unit. The only difference between those two production lines in the same factory, by the way, same product, everything, same labels. Everything. The only difference is the one that costs 12 to $14 is somebody from the FDA sitting there watching that production line. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's the
0: only difference. It's much better. <laughs> it's probably when now, it's used for medicinal purpose, you know, some kind of clinical purpose mm-hmm. and then w- versus when it's being used so uh, people can make fun of you behind your back because you think no one can tell.
2: Mm-hmm. That's right.
0: I mean, when you get it voluntarily. Yeah. There's a long way of, of saying that. Yeah.
2: Currently, four and five Americans in need of insulin have incurred thousands of dollars in credit card debt to pay for the medication, according to a recent survey commissioned by healthcare organization Charity Rx. The average debt among all survey participants was nine thousand dollars. California's program will, will allot fifty million dollars towards the development of cheaper insulin products, and fifty million dollars of an in-state insulin manufacturing facility. Newsom said, adding that the facility will provide new high-paying jobs, and a stronger supply chain for the drugs. It's, it's a jobs program.
0: And it's just, it's only $100 million. Now, if all these companies realize that you could produce low-cost insulin and keep this business going long-term and provide it to everyone for a simple, just an easy payment of $50 million to develop the insulin and $50 million to create the manufacturing facility... I mean, they need to start taking business advice from Gavin Newsom, mm-hmm. is what I'm picking up right yeah. here. There's no way this is going to end up costing more than $100 million. It's going to cost one, probably they're going to come in under budget, they're going to get it done in like six months, and they're going to deliver it to you on a bullet train. Because they care.
2: Yeah. Unlike the greedy corporations, these folks care. They're going to come in under budget, like you said, for the first time in history. It's unclear if any other states plan to follow suit. In March, the U.S. House of Representatives passed the Affordable Insulin Now Act. Or (laughs) ANA. 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 Which would cap out-of-pocket insulin costs at $35 per month for Americans with private health insurance and the Medicare prescription drug benefit. This bill has yet to pass the Senate. Of course, because the Republicans are blocking.
0: Now, once again, that bill does nothing about the cost of insulin. All it does is shift the cost from what you're paying out of pocket to what your insurance provider has to pay, which will then be reflected in the cost of your insurance. Mm -hmm. And sure, it might help work down some of the actual prices, the list prices of the insurance, which no one pays the list prices. Those are just inflated to work them down for all the people in the middle and all that. But anyway, uh, they're doing nothing to actually figure out why is it that these things cost so much? Simply making a law that says you can't pay more than this, but we'll still cover all the other payment on the back end. That does nothing to address why it costs so much.
2: Or better yet, they have done nothing to figure out why people are getting diabetes. That's another thing (laughs) that I
0: know that you're, I know that this is going to skew into a big couple minutes of fat shaming and that's all it's going to be. But there, you know, the demand for insulin is artificially inflated widened. It's been ballooned mm. like Americans' bodies, the, uh, the demand for insulin. And one thing that would affect the price of insulin is if people would stop creating bodies and circumstances for themselves that required them to take insulin. Not talking about type 1 people. No. now I'm not hating on type 1 people. I'm not even hating on anyone. But when are we ever going to have a conversation as a country where like, hey, you know that COVID thing? Like a million people died, like the number one thing was if you were fat, you know that was like one of the biggest deals yeah. is if you were overweight, if Sorry. you were already unhealthy, Sorry to say the F word, try not to say that. if you were unhealthy, maybe you should maybe we should try and get healthy I,
2: or at least quit your bitching. That's a novel idea.
0: yeah, I think. I, no it one's ever said that helped. before. You heard that
2: here, here first. yeah, yeah. And, you know the, the the thing type two diabetes is literally. It's literally the cause of your own choices. Now, I think most of the time, to, I think you're free to make that choice. But why should taxpayers subsidize that choice? And, and again, most of the time, yes. Now, there are other ways of getting that, especially for women, when you can have uh, gestational diabetes for when you're pregnant, those types of things that oh, we that, should ban that that can actually turn into a uh, full- blown diabetes mm. later on if it, if that happens now pretty rare uh, not rare for women to have diabetes when they're pregnant it's not as rare um but for it to continue on for the rest of your life that's pretty rare yeah,
0: when you got a parasite like sucking some of your insulin yeah, out of your body I that's mean right yeah
2: you know, it's gonna happen mm-hmm. but you know this is uh what's crazy to me is we don't it's like it's taboo to talk about what actually causes type 2 diabetes or the main cause mm-hmm It's like taboo to be like, yeah. Maybe you should lay off the Twinkies. Are people still eating a lot of Twinkies? You think they still make them? That's true. Got to be, got to be a lot of people eating them. Yeah. Okay. No. Now look, my
0: my wife's family knows the family that that, uh makes all that stuff. The little Debbie people. She knows. You know, she knows Debbie. Are those seventh Seventh Day people down in Chattanooga? You know. Oh, that cult. She's in with... Kidding! She's in with Debbie. Every time I went to church this year is on a Saturday. All right? Both times.
2: Sabado. Yeah. Yeah. The Lord's Day. But uh, look, and look, I'm one... I'm not in the best shape. All right? Obviously, everybody knows that, especially Costco.
0: Obviously, everybody knows that. This yes. is the first thing. It's in the intro for the podcast somehow. me
2: shit for it all the time. Nate Thurston and Fat Charlie. That's right. And like, okay, I I need to lose a little bit of weight. The difference is I would never blame anyone else for my choices, right? Now, I am not a borderline diabetic. I'm still well within range. Going to my doctor and stuff. You guys want to know my medical history? I'm doing pretty good on that. I'm not as overweight um, as I could be, but I'm also not as in shape as I could be as well. Speaking and of this whole thing. The thing about it is it's my own fault. I don't blame anyone else for my poor choices.
0: Unless you got on the phone with like a customer service representative for <laughs> insulin. God. He would rip that person a new one uh, for sure. <laughs> By the way, on this whole uh, insulin conversation, did I see your dad testing out his sea legs this weekend?
2: He, testing out his sea stumps. Yeah. Yeah. How about that? He was. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah. My dad has the diabetes. And uh, he's a double amputee down there below the knee. And, yeah, he he uh, crawled right into the pool. He did. He was flapping around. <laughs> oh, God. He, he he got really angry at me for 4th of <laughs> July weekend because he wanted to, like, go over by the pool. And I was pushing him in his wheelchair. And I joked as if I was going to, like, push him into the pool. He was so mad at me for that. I thought it was a great joke. He was so mad. Um, But, you know. Good times. He'll roll past it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think he'll get over it. Well, folks, we just
0: got some big news from our friend Mikkel Thurup over at expatmoney.com. And that's that they have confirmed the one and only Dr. Ron Paul for the Expat Money Summit. That is the online free Expat Money Summit coming up in November. Of course the link will be in the show notes, but you are going to learn all kinds of stuff from 30 experts including Ron Paul. Everything from how to secure your own plan B safe haven, how to use foreign currencies, offshore banking, to decentralized finance to safeguard your money, how to legally reduce your tax burden. Stuff about gold and silver and other precious metals, of course. I can get a second passport to travel the globe. And by the way, we just had Mikkel on episode 757 not too long ago talking about all the great things that they are showing people over at expatmoney.com. And of course, there's the Expat Money Show, the podcast, on all of your podcast apps. We will put a link to that in the show notes as well. You can go listen to that with tons of great Interviews and content constantly streaming out from Mikkel. So once again, register now for free. That's the summit.com. This is your way to fight back against what's happening in the world. Stand up, protect yourself, and find out how to secure your new life abroad. Register now for free. That's expatmoneysummit.com. And go listen to The Expat Money Show on all of your podcast apps. Okay, do we have anything else on this article? I don't think so. Okay, that's fine. The whole thing that they leave out of this entire conversation, whatever California ends up charging people for the insulin, one problem that people are going to ignore is the fact that they're taking a bunch of people's tax money to run this nationalized business that they're going to have. We all know they're going to put out $100 million for it. What do you all think it's actually going to cost? And how... At least three hundred million. And how how long is it going to take for them to no. actually get this done? To actually get it distributed, uh, it, it's not. I don't think it's going to go well. I am interested though, as far as content purposes for the show, to see if they're able to do it and what the cost of a vial of insu- insulin is going to be, including the tax money that went into creating the business. Mm. So I, I am interested in, in what's going to happen with that. The other thing is I'm interested to see if they're able to bypass any FDA rules and regulations that end up making all of these things cost a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I want to know if they're going to be able to get past that or say if they're going to be able to get around any patents. Maybe they steal a key to the patent office. And they go in there and uh, they create something that because they're a government... They're able to go around it and mm-hmm. they get some preferential treatment. Then they say, Oh, yeah, see how easy it was to do this whole thing. You know, all you got to do is be a government and skip the government's lines mm-hmm. to create all this stuff. So, and hopefully, they put their cams in the right way. I know, <laughs> they, Mr. Wizard. <laughs> okay, so we kind of went over all the reasons that this stuff gets That's pretty an Armageddon reference yes, sorry, for those both- of who that don't get. We know the uh, movie we're referencing. It's hilarious. It's, only, it's really funny to yeah. us, and this podcast is for us. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Okay, let's talk about this. Uh, Not the TV show. This is us. I want i want to talk about a couple things on why this is so expensive from fee.org real fast. They had an article. Now, this is before the generics did come out. Three easy steps to hogtie a market. We've gone over some of this before. Uh, this said, The Government Guide to Keeping Insulin Unaffordable. Three easy steps to hogtie a market. All right, so number one was limit the number of suppliers. They say even though the insulin treatment itself can't be patented, improvements in delivery mechanisms can be. Those incremental improvements, no matter how small, can be used to extend a 20-year patent on a drug and a process called patent evergreening. So they say uh, Sanofi has filed 74 patent applications on its long-acting insulin, Atlantis, Nearly all of them after the drug was on the market and boxed out generics for decades. So that's one. There's also this revolving door they talk about because about 60% of the people in the FDA end up going to work in the healthcare industry for drug manufacturers and healthcare providers when they're done. Is there a little bit of a perverse incentive for the people that are working in the FDA to help out specific companies so they can get good jobs afterwards? No, it couldn't be. No. These people care about you. It goes the other way, too. People who work at the big companies, they end up getting jobs at the FDA mm. as well. So that's a big thing. Step two is exclude competing products. say when, even when cheaper analogs have been approved by regulators in Canada or Europe and outcomes are clinically indistinguishable, the FDA drags its feet, its feet for years. Innovators and biomedical researchers faced with insurmountable costs are likely to drop a new project or sell it to an existing giant with a legal staff to carry the load. The legal team, remember, includes several former FDA staffers more than capable of potential a potential competitor in a decade of busy work. Another option to, another option to exclude competing products is to maximize the startup costs. Discouraging new players. Any new drug must, en- must endure an FDA clinical trial and approval. $2.7 billion in 12 years. That is the average. $2.7 billion in 12 years. I was saying 10 years and 2 billion. California needs $100 million. And they're going to be able to get this out there on the market. Mm. Real quick. Real quick. So no problem there at all. And then they also talk about hiding and distorting the prices so no one can shop around. That was number three. So patients and prescribers have only the foggiest idea of what products are available and their real per unit cost. Manufacturers boast that no one pays the list price. Patients rely on a patchwork of health insurance, pharmacy discounts, and manufacturer rebates to bring the cost within reach. Such a complicated framework provides a wide scope for manipulation. Prices paid by patients have risen steadily for a decade, but the price paid by healthcare actors has fallen. Pharma companies steeply discount the negotiated prices paid by pharmacies, benefit directors, and health insurers. Insulin is repriced as many as four times other than the list price before it can be purchased by a consumer. At each stage, reimbursement is based on the percentage of the list price. So what they end up talking about here is they get these deals with these providers, and then you get your middlemen in there, your benefit managers in there, and to help everyone out. They're just being nice they get paid like on how much they can reduce it from what the list price is that the company has. And so the company, to incentivize that benefit manager to pick them as the person they're going to make sure their insurance is covering, well, they will list it at a ridiculously high list price. That way they can get reduced a bunch from the list price and get a big payout to themselves. And so the list prices we have are basically... Fugazi, yeah, you know, it's a,
2: they're not real. It's a racket. It's a complete it is. racket. It is a racket, and it's because and you know, of like the free the le- market. But the left, yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> so this is where, like, the left isn't wrong on these types of things; they're just wrong in their solutions. Mm-hmm. Like, the the our healthcare market is a racket. It's ridiculous. It's insane. But no one asks. No one stops to ask why. They just think, oh, well, you know, obviously America's a free market. Mm-hmm. It's got to be the market's problem. The only thing that can solve market failures is government, obviously. So now we need to take a completely convoluted, red-taped uh, regulation, the mo- one of the most heavily regulated markets ever, and give it more regulation and more government control, and that's going to solve our problems, folks. Clearly. And at this point today, I'm like, fuck it. <laughs> you know, just take over everything. I'm tired of arguing. You know, Like, you're, I just want to be like, you're right. They've worn Charlie down. I, today, I just want to be like, yeah, you're right. Just do it. Try it. Do it. You're right. You know, you I know? don't need
0: the insulin anyway, so if you want to screw the whole thing up, go ahead. Yeah, That's fine.
2: That's That's where I'm at today. <laughs> you know? And the same conversations I was having during COVID and stuff, too. I was just like, you know what? You're right. We'll see what the data shows. And, you know, I'm so tired. I'm tired of being right. And in yeah. the argument, I just want to, like, I'm just like, I'm just done.
0: It's a, is I'm it time to it. try
2: being wrong for a little bit?
0: Maybe. Because at least you get, like, more morality points. Like if virtue being signal points. right
2: is wrong. I don't want to be right.
0: Sure. Yeah. That's, so that sounds right. I'm telling you, I'm not right. <laughs> okay. Charlie is wrong. First time ever, y'all. I'm excited about it. Okay, right.
2: I didn't hear about this. This is news to me. <laughs> Thanks, Yahoo.
0: <laughs> you didn't hear um, about Shinzo Abe being assassinated? No. That sounds horrible. I'll just, I, he, um, he died. I mean, yeah. it is horrible for
2: him. So Shinzo, Shinzo Abe.
0: Abe. Abe. I even said it twice because Shinzo. I was trying to help you out, and I put a pronunciation in the show notes. Abe. All three attempts to make sure you said it right and, and knew what you were talking about. I told
2: you I wasn't right. <laughs> this is from Yahoo. Homemade gun used in assassination of <laughs> Shinzo. Shinzo. <laughs> Abe. Attack highlights flood of ghost guns in U.S. Does it, though? Former, <laughs> does it? Yeah. Or is that just what people want to talk about? Well, all these assassinations happening with these homemade guns in the United States. This attack highlights the flood of ghost guns in the U.S. But does it? They will use anything, including the death of a prime minister of another country. (laughs) Former Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe was killed by an attacker wielding what police and other officials have have described as a homemade gun, a rare shooting in a country with some of the world's most restrictive firearm laws. Now, how? (laughs) How? Did this guy make a gun with it being against the law? Uh,
0: I'm not really sure. Mm. I, I, I cannot find a single way that this is possible.
2: The attacks linked to a self-made weapon immediately highlighted the recent proliferation of so-called ghost guns in the U.S. Largely untraceable firearms assembled from kits often purchased online that a sidestep background checks. According- now, hold on. We gotta,
0: the attack highlighted the pr- proliferation of ghost guns which are untraceable firearms assembled from kits purchased online that sidestep background checks. This gun, it was made from a couple pieces of pipe <laughs> taped onto a,
2: a block of wood. I'm not laughing at the shoot here because that's sad. This gun has highlighted...
0: The proliferation of ghost guns and these assembled from kits purchased online
2: you have to in the watch United the video. States. <laughs> you have to watch yeah. the video on this one.
0: When I see that gun, I think, <laughs> oh, man, we can't allow people to buy these ghost gun kits online anymore.
2: <laughs> if we would have stopped that, this would have never happened. Uh, pl- you can't buy two-by-fours, or what is that, a one-by-four? That's a two-by-four
0: and a couple pieces of pipe and some other... I mean, It most looks like of electrical ca- tape. Most of that came from down your at your local Japanese Home Depot. You know, (laughs) most of that stuff. Oh, I I bet he ordered it all online too. Probably got on Amazon. Probably just made that thing two days ago.
2: I bet. We saw a guy. We saw a video of a guy who literally took a a pipe with a cap, Mm -hmm. and he put a little firing pin in the cap. Was holding the pipe and then just went put a shotgun shell in there and just went boop. Mm-hmm. Fired.
0: Yeah, okay. it turns out that there were guns before the current guns that we have right now.
2: <sighs>
0: and that guns are actually nice, conveniently manufactured means of sending a projectile through a metal pipe. Yeah. That's all there's a there's a metal pipe and there's a projectile that needs to shoot out of that pipe. All the other stuff is just us being lazy.
2: <laughs> That's all it is. Yeah. Anyway, it's true. Um, God, that picture is ridiculous. <laughs> I know. That's what I think
0: of right there. Ghost gun kits when yeah. I see that. Yeah.
2: Uh, the attacks linked to a self-made weapon. I already read that. Mm-hmm. Also, you're like one eighth Japanese. Mm-hmm. And you want me to read this article to pronounce your ancestors. I want to see names. how good of friends we were. According to the yeah. Justice Department. 20- we we'll talk about Uncle Abe like this. 20,000, according to the Justice Department, 20,000 ghost guns were recovered last year in criminal investigations, marking a tenfold increase from 2016. Those are just the ones they could see. Mm. Unfinished parts sold in gun kits like the frame of a handgun or receiver of a long gun now qualify as firearms under federal law. And clearly this guy, that that looks like, it looks just like the receiver of a long gun if I've ever seen one. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just like it. Um, Japanese authorities have not identified where the suspect identified as...
0: (laughs) You don't actually have to say his name.
2: Is it Tetsua Yamagami? Sure. 41. Purchased the firearm components either assembling himself or with a kit. Doesn't look like it came from a kit seriously they're trying well they so hard, identified
0: it they're yet. trying so hard to create a ghost gun conversation out of this whole thing that
2: happened that's all they want to do it, as a live group points out at least he was wearing a mask Well, yeah so he's a good person he wasn't spreading covid mm-hmm. he cares about people <laughs> he could have killed so many more people that day a raid it. of the suspect's home yielded other similar weapons a tv reports showed the gun appeared to be covered in black tape with two barrels fastened together on a wood base i can't Mm. believe they actually put that in there yeah david (laughs) chipman now which part of that do they think
0: came from an online gun kit that's what i want to know was it the receiver
2: i have no idea is that like an actual pistol grip on there or that just like piece of wood wrapped in black tape (laughs) they're both the same wow David Chipman, a former uh, Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms. And mass murder. ATF. hmm mm-hmm. He, uh, and explosives official, and Biden's first nominee to lead the agency, said he's never seen a homemade gun like the one linked to the suspect. Never seen
0: it, but it must have come online. Never seen it. He's like, not even those crazy kids at Waco that we
2: burned to death had kids <laughs> like that. From the avail- kids, guns, my bad. From the available photographs, Chipman noted the weapons' exposed wires indicating an electrical circuit of some kind. The electrical mechanism could suggest it was a way of evading Japan's strict gun laws. Quote This guy couldn't get traditional ammunition because it's highly regulated. He had to basically make an explosive. Assembling a homemade gun is easy, but obtaining the materials to fire is the hard part. He emphasized how the gun appeared to be extremely crudely made, saying it looked like something during the pre-ghost gun era in the United States. It's almost like he's firing fireworks at the guy. Max Hulk, an international expert in forensic science at the Florida International University's Global Forensic and Justice Center, said the weapon does not appear to be weapon made with a 3D printer. (laughs) No, they had to talk to a now, forensic. Who's going to get this
0: far down? They had to talk to a forensic science expert and make sure that this gun does not appear to be a gun that was made with a three D printer.
2: It looks pretty crude," he said. Yeah, so I mean, it was close, but after a careful examination, do you think he would testify to that as an expert?
0: I, I, you know, I think he would. I don't think he'd have to lie under oath at all. I'm, can, I can say pretty. With with 100% certainty that that was not 3D printed.
2: But they remind you here in the article, the so-called 3D firearms fall under the umbrella of ghost guns. They're still
0: talking about 3D printed guns. Even though this isn't one. According to the expert. That's why this article is in here, by the way. They're trying so hard to make this a conversation about ghost guns.
2: Only shotguns, air guns, guns with specific research or industrial purposes are those used for competition are allowed in Japan. Owning a gun in Japan requires a rigorous background check and instruction process with Japan's Public Safety Commission. The estimated total number of guns in Japan in 2019 was 310,400, according to Japan's National Police Agency, amounting to 0.25% of civilians. Firearm owners in Japan are subject to inspections by police every year, further driving down the number of private gun owners in the country. Possessing more than one gun or owning a gun as part of an organized gun syndicate carries up to a 15-year prison sentence under Japanese law. Discharging a gun in a public space can result in a life sentence. So, yep, there you have it, folks. The ghost gun that is no longer a ghost.
0: So, the point that I wanted to make is they try to make this about ghost guns and how we need to be worried about that. But they're actually killing their point throughout the entire article. Because the actual case is, remember, this is a prime minister of Japan. Longest running prime minister that has. It's, it's a big deal if you're in Japan or for like any of my ancestors. Like they would real upset about this for sure. And I don't like it because I don't like death. Mm-hmm. But um, if you want to kill someone badly enough, doesn't matter, ghost gun, 3D printed, go into a gun shop or you get a couple pieces of pipe with a block of wood and some other stuff make something shoot a projectile out of it if you want to do a bad now if you can that's it Mm. all the gun is is a pipe that has a little explosion in it that sends a projectile out of it that's it
2: and it it doesn't matter what you do they can be made there are multiple ways to kill people Mm -hmm. and if you want to find a way to do it you're going to yeah the problem is, is he wanted to kill someone that's the actual problem that is the issue. Mm-hmm. We should stop that from ever happening. All right, quickly tell me about this uh, new amendment that Michael Moore is proposing. Because, man, this guy.
0: You know, I know that you have to go at one, and I really want to. I really want to spend the right amount of time on this. Okay, is the problem that I have, and we spent so much time making fun of you beforehand before starting the show, um, that we kind of we kind of cut into this. So we're going to mm-hmm. have to. If you're listening right now. You just start back with tomorrow's episode, and it'll be the first thing we talk about it because we're going to connect these. This is part one of
2: whatever we we end up naming it whenever we put the episode out. Good morning, Liberty. Yes. Part one of the whole show. Yep. Of good, good, good. Some good goodness.
0: So let's just get out of here, and we'll continue tomorrow.
2: All right, y'all. If you enjoyed today's episode, please hit that subscribe button, the little plus button. In the top right-hand corner, we never read the ad we were supposed to read today. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have you do it nice. as soon as we get done. Okay. And then, uh, so you can just in, crudely insert mm-hmm. it Yeah, for the other folks?
0: Yeah, so if you already heard the ad, it's we haven't recorded it yet. It's like a, having a time machine, honestly. It's, yeah. Exact same thing. It's pretty cool for the mm-hmm. folks
2: that are listening after. Yeah. Yeah, and the live group doesn't have to sit through the ads and send us all those mean memes. Yeah. You know? Oh, that's good. Hit that plus button. Make sure you leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcast and Spotify. Share the show with a friend, a family member, a foe, and prime ministers around the world. Uh, they need to hear it. Mm-hmm. They need to hear this. That way they know they won't get hit with another ghost gun. All right? If you do all those things, we'll be back again tomorrow. Hope you have a good day and a good morning liberty.